Thanks for listening to the Adam Carolla Show on Podcast One. RockAuto.com. Why spend 30 to 50%, even 100% more for the same parts that a chain store or dealership might have? Why spend so much there? Why not go to RockAuto.com? It's a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Everything from engine control modules to brakes to motor oil, even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic car or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few clicks delivered direct to your door. Go to rockauto.com. See all the parts available for your car or your truck. Write Corolla in the How Did You Hear About Us? So that is Corolla, C-A-R-O-L-L-A, in the How Did You Hear About Us box. So they know we sent you an amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Saving starts with Xfinity. Get a great price on Xfinity Internet. Plus, ask how to get an eligible 5G phone on us. And for a limited time, $300 back when you add Xfinity Mobile. Go to Xfinity.com slash start saving. Call 1-800-XFINITY or visit a store today. Restrictions apply. In the first half, I give you a recap of my crazy Nashville, Florida trip with uh, Candace Owens and uh, Tucker Carlson and the whole crew. Dr. Drew's going to call in. He's got some thoughts about a hatchet job done against him by the Los Angeles Times as he uh, becomes a homeless advocate. We'll get into all that. First, I'll tell you about uh, Geico. Do you own, do you rent your home? Well, sure you do. You own or you rent. Now, you want to save some money when you get your bundle on. And Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or your renter's insurance along with your automotive policy. Go to geico.com and uh, get a quote. See just how much you could save when you get your bundle working at Geico. That is geico.com. Get your bundle on today at geico.com. Hey, everybody. Howie Mandel here. And uh, I have a podcast that we call Howie Mandel does stuff. And I'm his co-host and daughter, Jacqueline Schultz. This is unlike anything you've ever heard before. It's an interactive experience that pushes the limits of what we think of as a normal podcast. I'm trying to create a, uh, like a super spreader. What would you suggest for something like that? There's a little art. It is a shareable plate. So, I mean, a lot of people can grab from it. You would get one drink and you could just get one straw and then I just want to, you know, live up to the title of what I'm throwing. No, you've been incredibly helpful. Thank you. Subscribe to Howie Mandel Does Stuff on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also find us on video on YouTube each week. So go subscribe and watch us. That was really good. This is going to be a great podcast. We're inside the toolbox. Time to turn it up and burn it down. Bars in Los Angeles are open again, but wear your mask on the way to the bathroom because science. Let's raise a glass to kicking ass and taking names and playing games. You're either the player or the played. Writing checks or getting paid. We're inside a 40-minute free ride, so step aside because the dude abides. 
Three Plus line is open, so give me a ring if I can play something or just kick back and leave it to the professionals. Dusty Rhodes is out this week, so we got Diamond Lane checking in with traffic at the bottom of the hour. We'll get you from A to B with a lot to see. So yank it, crank it, and pour me another because I already drank it. Harmony guitars and dropping our R's. Let's head to Boston on the Toolbox. One Studios in Glendale, California. This is the Adam Carolla Show. Adam's guest today, country music superstar Clint Black. With Gina Grad on news, Bald Brian on sound effects, a phone call from Dr. Drew, and a spirited round of the Rotten Tomatoes game. And now, just like Clint Black, he also tried a signature black cowboy hat, but it wouldn't fit over his Jufro. Adam Carolla. Yeah, get it on. Got to get it on. No choice, but again, I mandate you get it on. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for telling a friend. We love that about you, right, Gina Grant? That's right. Handball, Brian. Bra down, boob up. I love that Boston song so much. I think that's my favorite Boston song. Little, little bit of a not a deep cut, but not not the ones you think no, of immediately. Not but, heavy uh, rotation. One of my favorite Boston songs. All right. Well, uh, back in studio, had a crazy journey. Had some uh, interesting uh, highs and lows. Uh, probably the craziest, I don't know, 36-hour travel I- uh, odyssey I'd ever been on. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, let's see. I, I don't know. We we were leaving uh, Van Nuys. Sorry, we're leaving Burbank Airport on Garagas's big jet. And his big jet is a lot bigger than his small jet. It is, uh, I think it's a G4 S or something like that. Max Pat has got some pictures. It's I mean, the that, venti, not the grande. Yes, that tail stab is way, way off off the ground. Damn. It's a big it's a big picture. Uh it, we're looking at the picture now. It's a it's a big jet. When you look at it from the side we we shot a kind of front side angle that actually looks a little shorter than it is, but it is a it is a lot of jet. So we piled on to that at uh seven AM out of um out of Burbank, and we're heading for Nashville. And uh, God, the private jet's so nice. Uh, it, the jet's so nice, but just walking, you know, the schedule with the private jet is that what time's the jet leave? Seven. How far away is this studio from where the jet is? 15 minutes. Okay, what time do we leave here? 6.45. Yeah. <laughs> and then we'll pull up. Max Pad was a couple minutes late. But we pulled up at, you know, 7.02, 7.03. Oh, the doors were closed. Yeah. Next flight. I was on private jet time. You just, you, <laughs> just walk, you just walk right out, walk right through everything, wow. just get right onto that jet. Took off, landed in uh, Nashville, about a three, three and a half hour flight. Uh, went directly from the airport at Nashville to the Daily Wire campus. Showed up there. Um, got changed, hung out, little hair and makeup, uh, went and did the Candace Owens show, finished that, then went to another part of the campus. Candace Owens was a guest on my show. Then by the time we wrapped that whole mess up, we were 
heading straight to the hotel, but we had a 6.30 early show at Zany, so Oof, we didn't have our normal buffer. But real quick about the Candace Owens I listened to it, um, and there was a bombshell in there that I, I didn't even know if we were going to get to, but the bombshell of you interviewing Candace Owens, and in the middle of it, August walks into a door. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Literally yeah. walks into a door, and it has to be addressed. A glass door. There's a glass <laughs> yeah. door. Well, to be fair to August, they had like duvetine curtains, okay. and they were hanging about two feet apart, yeah. and then a glass door, but you couldn't see the door. It was just glass. It looked okay. like you're supposed to scoot through the curtains. It wasn't like someone's kitchen. No, it went right into the door. It's very clean. He was fine. Um, Adam, he also, before, uh, yeah. before, talking about the uh, the private jet, though, Sonny was so excited. He wanted me to take pictures of him. He, he was over the moon until we started moving. Yeah. Then he got a little air sickness. Yeah. God. I felt really yeah. bad. He was just he was just trying. He couldn't wait for the thing to be over. He was fine. We had some oh, fun. Kid. Yeah. He passed out. Looks like me. Uh, then I went and hung out. And then I stretched out on the full bed sofa thing and took a nap for about 20 minutes. Then we went straight from uh, Candace Owens' place. Oh, we had to go to Zany's and drop Chris and the equipment off. Then we went through to Nashville, checked into the hotel. That horrible feeling of when you're walking through your room, you have 21 minutes before you're supposed to be in the lobby. I was gassed out. When you're I, rushing to sleep, it never works well. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, I'm going to lay my back on this bed for 15 minutes, Sonny. You wake me up in 15 minutes exactly, although I'm never going to sleep. I'm just sure. going to lay there and close my eyes. Then we went down. Then we went to Zany's, did the show, had a great time. Went from Zany's, um, Jake, who uh, Garagos, Garagos' son, and a couple of his friends who were on the jet came by, hung out, hung out backstage for a few minutes, had a drink. Then went to Bourbon Steakhouse, which is awesome, mm. and then uh, ate at Bourbon, and then back to the hotel, eh, probably about 11, 11.30, and then we're going to meet in the lobby at 8 to get our next flight into Florida this time. Well, at least it's a private jet. <laughs> went from- First uh, all the way. Went southwest, 100% full. 200 people on the plane, 200 <laughs> seats. You know, it's great it's when they're when they're telling you the instructions to leave. They're like, and please practice social distancing when yeah, you leave. On it's this like packed flight. It's a packed yeah. flight. Oh. Everyone is packed together. Anyway, uh, then we landed in in uh, Florida. I don't know. Where did we land? In, oh, wait. Max Pena wasn't even There's with us. Itinerary. Yeah, we went to different hotels in Florida. Let's see. Thursday. We landed. This is the first time we looked at the itinerary? <laughs> yeah, we landed. This is an itinerary. Yeah, we never landed. I don't know where we landed. We'll try to figure out which airport in uh, Florida. Anyway, uh, we landed in Florida, and then the car came to pick us up, and it was a town car that was sent by the uh, Tucker Carlson team. And we had about an hour and 40 minute drive from the airport to get to. Tucker's place, which is a studio on the ass end of Florida, way out, middle of nowhere. And the guy, yeah, RSW. What is uh, R- what uh, city is that? Southwest Florida International, I guess is where we landed. Anyway, wow. I didn't even know where we were. How long has Tucker been in Florida? I don't know. I know he's like a hometown boy here. Yeah, I don't I don't know, but he's figured it out and we landed in Fort Myers and we drove. Now, it's always amusing to me that the the town car driver guy had the seat all the way back sure. and reclined. Ooh. Sure. He didn't want to disappoint you. And <laughs> Your reclined. track record. There, I, 
I used my phone as a kind of measuring stick. I pushed it to see how much room there was between the back seat and the back of this guy's um, driver's uh-huh. seat. It was about four and a half inches. I mean, it was just – there's no – Wow! We're, oh my God. we're looking at it Not now. It's, it's, that guy hates you. I, it's a weird. Now, how do you do? How okay? How would one get in there? You drive a town car for a living. Your move is: I will put the seat back to its maximum level, like way past the A pillar, way past the pillar. Like you have to climb in and go around the pillar. Yeah. Then I'm going to recline the seat. He reclines the seat, and he's like, "Hey, three, uh, three adults, yeah, come on in. Come jump in." Yeah. It's like. How do, how do you think this works? How and, and it's an hour and a half plus drive. So First day on the job. I tell Sonny, you got to suck it up, man. You got to suck wow. it up and yell at the driver, or you got to suck it up and get in. We we're looking at a picture, Sonny. Sonny's <laughs> knees and calves were smashed against the oh seat the entire God. time. You have a miniature human in Chris Loxamana. He wasn't with us. Oh. Yeah, I didn't see what the deal, big deal was when I was looking at the pictures. <laughs> this guy had his seat reclined wow. and all the way back. It's in your a town car. It's your job to drive a car. You must. This must crop up from time to time if you're going to move the seat all the way back, right? I, I'm not defending him. Mm-hmm. I want that to be clear. But this is not a diminutive gentleman. This is a looks like a big no, bear of a fella. No, but we got out of the car. And I was taller than he was. Really? Yep. Looks yep. like a brick shit house. He's a hulk of a man. Carries his weight around the upper, upper chest. Wow. You know, kind of a yeah. barrel chested guy. But in the height department, in the length department, no. Wow. I was taller than okay. he was. I made sure, and I walked right up to him. <laughs> Pat him down. I smell your breath. <laughs> so uh, he had all the way to Now I told Sonny, "You got to suck it up because this is a good story." Yep. And then we got to leave the seat. So when we get out. Uh, I'm going to take pictures of it. And the guy had was totally oblivious to the whole thing. And so when we got out of the car, I was like taking pictures of his seat all the way back. Now, when we then wow. drove to our next airport, I was like, all right, well, we got it. So I was like, can you move your seat up a little? He's like, oh, yeah, no problem. Customer's king. Like, he's like, <laughs> just says something. How do you not know what's behind you? Insane. And when you're picking up three people, Mike had to ride in the front no. seat. Anyway. Sonny's a child, but he's not diminutive. No, he's a big, he's, no, he's, he's a big guy now. So um, we got to Tucker's like two minutes before three. Here's So here's the travel, travel schedule. It's like two or three minutes before three. I'm going to do his show for an hour. He's going to do my show for an hour. The Waze is saying it's two hours to the airport and our flight leaves at eight. So we're just going to power through his show for an hour, turn it around, power through my show for an hour, and then we just immediately run right back out, jump in the car, two hours to uh, the airport, and then uh, Delta, first class. Oh. First class, the reason I, I, I brought this box in is because I'm like, what? Oh, that's the food offering? Yes. What oh. is first class Vacuum these days? Sealed. First things first. <laughs> I know. I'm a broken record with this shit, but I said, uh, you know, once you get to cruising out there, there's no drink orders or anything before you get to cruise altitude anymore. But I was like, um, would you like a drink? I have have a vodka soda water with lemon. Oh, no. Lime. No, we don't have any of it. Everything is this weird COVID (laughs) safety (laughs) thing, but I don't know if there's a citrus protocol or they just went, oh, this is a great fucking excuse to go fuck it. It's basically the garnish could be contaminated. What the what the airlines are doing is like when if you ever have that super shitty 
roommate who doesn't fucking clean after mm-hmm. themselves or do their dishes or do jack shit. And then at some point you say to them, could you clean your lasagna pan? It's been in the sink for four days. They go, oh, fuck it. Now it's on. Like, forget it now. Right. And yep. it's like, forget. Yep. what do you mean forget it now? Oh, well, you've insulted his highness. And I was like, well, now no no limes for you. I had that exact experience with a shitty roommate once where he wouldn't do anything. He sat around and watched TV and didn't do anything, didn't help, didn't contribute. And one day I got, I got tired of it. I was like, Jacob, can you please unload the dishwasher? Just Can you please unload the dishwasher? He's like, Fine. And he made a big deal about it. And he went over there and he walks past me, started loading it, looks back at me. I'm still standing there. He goes, I'm not your employee, Brian. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're not. You would have been fired long ago if you were. So So um, you didn't eat your mystery box. There is no, there is no. Now, this is an eight o'clock flight and a first class ticket on a five and a half hour flight. This isn't, we're not coming from Phoenix. So did you, or is the steak or the lobster in there? (laughs) They they offer you one of two boxes. I said, Mike, you get one, I'm getting another. Um, what, uh, the box contains, the box is a size of a box of Kleenex yep. and about exactly. the same weight. Mm-hmm. It says bar. I don't know what that is. It says potato chips, mm. chocolate sandwich cookies, Oreos. crackers. Is, it, is that the keto nightmare box? <laughs> <laughs> uh, cheese spread, gummy bears, oh. beef snacks, sticks, and... Mints. Like, this is... Tessa's lunch. I was going to say, this is a fifth grade, a fifth final birthday party. I can guarantee you those fucking kids on the border in the cages with the Mylar blankets are doing better. What they're getting handed at noon is a hell of a lot better than than this. So I just brought it to... Of course the answer is, you know, save money. But really, once once you're eating something, what's the difference between eating the box or eating a a fish fillet. Right. Well, it's it's first. This is what out. this is what first class Ooh. has 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 become. Everybody. So <laughs> the little weird little meat sticks and weird little crackers and the cheese thing is about the yeah, size of a pack of matches and uh, that handy wipe is about the second most appetizing thing in there. Gummy bears. And the generic name for everything makes it worse. Beef snack. Boulder Canyon classic sea salt chips. Oh, when right. I'm on the ground, I will I will throw the bag at you if it's not Boulder Canyon. <laughs> uh, Smoke Gouda, bro. Yeah. And it's just cheese and crackers and just, oh, an Oreo. But, but they didn't call it Oreos. No. Chocolate sandwich cookie. Right. Yes. All right. That's wow. tough so stuff, that man. That fucking sucked. And again, I, I I know it's a big, it's nothing, but it's like, get one cup and chop up some fucking lemons or limes. People are in first class. They might want a cocktail. Yeah. They might want a drink. Or they like it with their Diet Coke or something. Just, nah, we don't, we nah, don't do that anymore. We don't do that anymore. So everyone's looking for an excuse. Um, is Drew up yet? Yeah, he's on. He's on line one. Oh, line one. Sorry, I'll get back to the travels. Drew. <laughs> yeah, buddy. So I saw the text from uh, text chain from you and Garagos uh, this weekend about um, you wanting to get involved with the homeless situation in in Los Angeles. I uh, I we have the Los Angeles Times article. I know they were oh. not, not fans. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> Not fans of you wanting to get involved with this. It's going so well. I yeah. don't know why you got to go come in, show up and so muck up the work. Here's the reality. The reality is uh, the the supervisor asked me to be on the committee. I thought this sounds like pulling my eyelashes out. It sounds tedious. I'm I'm really more interested in changing state laws to help people who want to give clinical services to people in the homeless situation. But 
she kind of talked to me. I thought, all right, I should find, a, find out what's going on there. The committee is populated by like 20 people, you know, assistant of an assistant who used to work for. I mean, there's no clinical people whatsoever on the panel. I thought, all right, I'll learn something. Let's, let's go ahead. It's usually a perfunctory, like, you, have you ever heard of somebody being appointed to this panel before? No. No, you've never, it's never been anything, never, ever, nor should it ever be. It's just a panel. But something about a clinician going onto the panel is so threatening to them, they're freaking out. It's really something. I just wanted to go in there and learn what they were doing. All right, well, we, up. we have the article here. Dawson will get into it from, Doc- the, from the L.A. Times. Sorry. Dr. Drew eyed for homeless commission, angering advocates who wonder, is this a joke? <laughs> Yeah. By the way, not a true. Whoever wrote that, if it is in fact a joke, it's not a skilled seasoned comedy (laughs) veteran because that's a little confusing. Like as a joke, because as a physician who lives in Los Angeles. But anyway, how dare he? How dare he? A Los Angeles County supervisor has recommended a celebrity doctor who has railed against California's mishandling of the homelessness crisis to a local commission. A move that shocked some advocates when they heard the news. Thought it was a joke. I, I do love when they're shocked. They're shocked. Yeah, this is written by Jacqueline Cosgrove for the Los Angeles Times. Dr. David Drew Pinsky, more commonly known as Dr. Drew, was recommended by the 5th District Supervisor Catherine Barger, the only Republican on the five-member board, to Los Angeles Homeless Services Authority. Ah, here we go. Oh, that's this, a problem. We got a problem. A 10-member commission appointed yeah. by the city and county elected officials. Barger said that she nominated Pinsky because he'll bring a, quote, fresh perspective to the commission because <laughs> of his vast medical experience and passion for mental health. But critics pounced, saying Pinsky promotes ill-formed and harmful views, mm. including enforcement-focused approach to homelessness, like that scene at Echo Park Lake. Yeah, that scene where the taxpayers get to use the fucking park again with their fucking kids? That scene? Yeah. The, the, the well, and, and by the way, the scene where they got them a place to live and services. I'm in favor of a place to live and services. Yes, I am. Well, here's, And then I'm interested yes. in them. I'm, not, I'm interested in them being motivated to go get those services. I'm right. not saying people need to be incarcerated or mandated. They need to be motivated. Mm-hmm. Pinsky made headlines last April after making a series of remarks over a two-month period that were skeptical of COVID-19, comparing the novel coronavirus to the flu and calling the pandemic a, quote, press-induced panic. He eventually apologized. The remarks were right, part... Right, not, not for that part. Right. It, was a, it is a press-induced panic. <laughs> the remarks were part of a larger trend with Pinsky, said Mark Horvath founder of nonprofit Invisible People. Even on a surface level, why are you appointing a celebrity doctor? And I use the term doctor loosely. <laughs> that has recently, that has recent well, activity. Hold on. If this guy, if this douche was talking about Jill Biden, do you think he'd say that? Her doctorate of ethno studies from a junior college, right. do you think he would dare to no. say that? Well, why not? You're an actual physician. All right. That has recent- with 30 years of working in a psychiatric hospital. All right. Well, you have a recent activity of being a COVID denier, says Horvath, uh, who launched his homeless advocacy group in 2008. Although the commission has authority to make budgetary funding, planning, and programming policy, it's unclear how much power Pinsky would have as an individual. <laughs> the commission selects the LAHSA executive director, but it doesn't make individual staffing decisions outside of that. Pinsky's appointment 
is on the agenda for Tuesday's Board of Supervisors meeting. Generally, the board unanimously approves appointments to local boards and commissions at the beginning of its meeting as part of the as part of its consent agenda. They are rarely- because be, let's be clear: these are you're donating your time, you are giving to the community. This is service stuff. Well, uh, yeah, never, been, but, never uh, been an issue before. Tell that to the fat cats in Pasadena. That's right. And Catherine Barger's also uh, heavily opposed to the outdoor dining ban in November. So she's already yep. on everyone's shit list for being right about something else. Sorry. Go yep. ahead, Dawson. Pinsky disputes the idea that homelessness is caused primarily by a lack of housing. He said the primary drivers of L.A. County's homeless crisis is rooted in the lack of services for the treatment of mental illness and drug addiction. Many homeless people with serious mental illnesses, he said, are unable to recognize their illness and its effect on their lives. Something is dreadfully wrong and people are dying, said Pinsky, who lives in Pasadena. That's my biggest concern. When I go out and talk to homeless people, I encounter my patients almost exclusively. That doesn't mean that's all that's out there. In speeches and on his podcast, Pinsky has railed against California's involuntary commitment law for restricting commitments to only the most seriously ill people. He has also discussed the need to enforce drug laws to get homeless people with substance abuse disorders into treatment. Those addicted to drugs need leverage, the risk of a conviction, hanging over them to motivate them into treatment, he has said. In an interview, Pinsky said he believes in housing believes in housing people, but is frustrated by the public perception that giving someone housing alone will end the crisis. I don't think most people in the public understand what is really needed in the depths of services that are required to solve homelessness, he said. This is the ramblings of a madman. Yeah, so far I'm trying to figure out what the controversy is. He should be committed. (laughs) Yeah, it's all a joke. Homeless people, homeless advocate Mike Dickerson. Here comes the pearls of wisdom. (laughs) K-Town for All co-founder said Pinsky perpetuates a dangerous myth that the majority of homeless people don't need housing as much as they need mental health treatment. People who can't pay their rent because they lost a job or suffered a serious personal loss aren't homeless because of a mental illness, he said. I remember that time my grandmother died, so I moved to the park and started (laughs) slamming smack. You guys remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Personal losses are a big issue. Yeah. Yeah. Dicker said, P- Dickerson said Pinsky is hostile to research that runs counter to his claims. Hostile. The research and uh, what his claim that that these people need help and services. Well, for- here's what I told the, the person who wrote this. Sorry, it was Jacqueline something. Yeah. I told her, I said, I don't know what the percentage of mental illness is. I don't know if it's five percent or eighty five percent, but it's five percent. There's still five thousand people that aren't getting services. Jacqueline Cosgrove. What? Sorry, yeah, there's what, a are little... we, what are we talking about? I'm interested in helping people that need help. That's it. I go in with an open heart and open mind to try to try to learn as much as I can. That is it. Uh, I mean, and, and you know, I don't. Yeah, it's so funny. There's it's funny. There's it. There's a little more to this. I think where he, the advocate, is talking about um, Ugh, sobriety. That's good. Yeah, it's good sobriety. <laughs> oh, do you have yeah. it there, Dawson? It's right. Should be right there. It should be the line under it. Sober on the street. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Elevating someone to that position is kind of inherently saying this is someone who is qualified and has expertise on the issue of homelessness, Dickerson said. I don't think that's an accurate portrayal of Dr. Drew and his background. The majority of homeless people are sober, 
The majority are sober. That's did a you bold guys statement. know that? I did not know that. Wow. The majority are kids under 16 years old. Like at I, some point during the day? I, I, don't, I don't know. When they're Jesus. looking for their next hit of fentanyl, maybe they're sober at some point. He, she may be right. He may be right. I was literally driving through a homeless encampment. I was talking to Matt DeAndrea the day before I heard this, and I said, I never see homeless kids. And he said, I never see homeless kids here. Every time I talk to someone, I go, I never see kids. Right. And But the majority are sober and children, wow. according to this. <laughs> I mean, couldn't she have picked Kim Kardashian? said Horvath. Actually, Kim gets a lot of stuff done she in Washington. Does. Yeah. When Horvath tweeted about Barger's recommendation of Pinsky on social media, many thought he was joking, he said. In a social media joking. support group for people experiencing homelessness, experiencing. many expressed dismay. All right. They don't like Dr. Drew. Yeah. I'll give you the censored version, well, he said in the comments. Can I let's 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 work this way first off. Whatever you think of Dr. Drew or whatever you think about his planned tactics or approach, it should first be admitted that you guys are doing a fucking piss poor right. job on this homeless right. issue. You guys are talking about this like you have things under right. control. You're making progress. Don't you're riding the, the boat, ship. Man. Whatever you've done, and I suspect it's nothing, has exacerbated the problem. So you haven't done jack fucking squat to stop this problem. And also... Is there a human being you know who lost their job or experienced family tragedy who then went and slept outside in the next couple of days or weeks? I literally said, I'm going outdoors to sleep outside. And is there a human you know, anyone listening, if we just took away your job and we took away all your earthly belongings, that you would still go sleep outside the next day. I would argue all of us would go somewhere, totally. friend, family, right. whatever, sofa surf, couch surf, right. whatever it is. We would go somewhere. Obviously, there's big-time mental issues and big-time substance issues, and they're just focusing on the part where they don't have a house. Seems the worst way to solve a problem. I mean, if you were trying to figure out what's going on with caribou migration, what if you went about it this way? It'd be horrible. Yeah. Right. You'd be the world's worst yeah. researcher. And that's the thing. Like, I guess it depends which way you're clicking the kaleidoscope, because the idea that it just give somebody who's suffering from addiction and mental illness a house seems incredibly cruel. So, Drew, well, the biggest part yes. is they'll, they'll die. That's the part that's right. I mean, they're losing. I, my question to all these people is, what is the body count need to be before right. you're willing to try something different? But I'm, I don't know what that different is until I get in there and look and hear and listen and learn. I'll be very quiet for a long time. While I try to figure out, you know, if there's anything I can offer. Well, if there isn't, I'll keep my mouth shut. If you pass, I mean, they got to yeah. vote on it, right? Yeah, right, right, right. Do you think they'll pass you along? I have no idea. It's never. I don't think it's ever happened before that somebody hasn't been passed through. Okay. So, <laughs> well, well, catch time. us up. I know you doesn't make history. I, yeah. I know you got a, a, a dinner to, to attend. Yeah. Thanks, Drew. All right. Well, maybe there'll be a chapter two on Tuesday when they uh, when I don't yeah. when I don't have to donate my time. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. All right, guys. Thanks. Bye. Boy. All right. Poor. And by the way, has anyone done less as a homeless advocate than who was an advocate for a group? You know what I mean? Like the people who do the most are like the big cat advocates. 
you know, the, the yeah, crazy chick who, who right. buys the land outside yeah. of Simi Valley yeah. and houses all the big cats. Like, free. That is a- an example of do the most. The homeless advocates do the least. Yeah. They're the ones who are getting up and breaking up every attempt to try to do something. You're right. And just just because you mentioned it, who's Melanie Griffith's mother? Uh, Tippi Hedren. Tippi, that's Tippi yeah, Hedren. That's right. Oh, that's, yeah. That's her. They made uh, that movie Roar. <laughs> the big cat uh, right. sanctuary. <laughs> All right, so we'll keep you posted on that. Uh, back to the uh, Odyssey. So um, <laughs> still going. Oh, it wasn't. It wasn't that bad. The, the flight was like five and a half hours. We had our box of of carbs, just pure. And by the way, the worst, the least satisfying carbs ever in a in a yeah. box in first class on a Delta flight. Like it was not a small plane. It was yeah. a regular plane, five and a half hour flight. Um, had a few drinks and. Um, I got some. Uh, I got some. Uh, I got some uh, Mike stories, Mike. So, so this is this is this is vintage and classic Mike. I had two vintage and classic Mikes. You finish that, Mike. <laughs> Mike announced when we rolled in. I rolled in here with Sonny about six forty-five. Um, Max Pat was a couple minutes late. We're waiting around, and Mike had announced that he'd been here since five. Why? Maybe five fifteen. Yeah. Right? Did you get yeah. time wrong? He uh, no, no. He said he's coming from Orange County. You never tell with the traffic. Got to beat the traffic. Then I said, in the morning. Does he have ways? I said, Mike, if you would get ways, he fights me on yeah. ways every time. I go, if you get ways, then you can decide. You, it'll tell you when you're going to arrive, and you can just back time it and leave when it's right. time when moment. you're going to arrive from that day. It doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be today, right? He's like, yeah, I know, but the longer you wait, the more traffic. No. And I go, yeah, okay, but if you get the ways, it accounts for that. It, it will it'll tell work you. that in. But yeah, I don't want to leave late and hit all the traffic. Then he explained that he walked around the uh, parking lot of Home Depot and was asked to leave <laughs> in the dark. And then he walked around the CarMax parking lot, you know, 445, Just to get o'clock. his steps wow. in or he what? Of, he had a couple hours to kill. It was the wee hours. It was dark. He had nowhere to go. Wow. He was shooed off of both lots. And then when I said to him, Mike, just get the fucking ways. It'll tell you when to leave, and then you can just back time yes. it. And he's like, ah, oh, yeah, I'm not falling prey to that. Much like the city <laughs> commission on the homelessness, it's the devil you know. Like, right. God forbid you tell them the, or suggest, hey, yeah. here's a way to improve things. No, I, we're good. Right. Did somebody say, will you get this guy in golf pants and somebody else's shoes <laughs> off of our property? So then, uh, then now, but that's not classic Mike. This is classic Mike. This is classic Mike. So we're now leaving Tucker's place, which he rides a bicycle to barefoot or in flip-flops and uh, does a show. It's it's diabolical. Yeah, he doesn't like cars. No, we, we, TV sets or anything. Anyway, we, we, we jump in the car. It's 5 o'clock. We got a two-hour ways to make it to the airport. Flight leaves at 8. It's just boom, hustle, go. Mike's sitting up front doing what he's doing. He's like booking whatever. Great. And he's like, uh, who you got Clint Black tomorrow? Now, I'm not, I've had such a whirlwind 36 hours. I'm not totally sure on what the next day is right. here is, but I have some thoughts. And when I have thoughts, <laughs> you should listen. So he goes, uh, <clears throat> he goes, we get Clint Black. He's going to, uh, we're going to get him at uh, 12 o'clock. We'll have him for a half hour. I go, Twelve o'clock. I think I. I think we we got reasonable doubt. I got to do a this. I got to do that. I think it's. Bu- I think I'm booked at twelve o'clock. He's like, no, no, you're <laughs> open. I'm looking at the schedule, and I go, uh, 
are you sure, Mike? Because I don't think I'm open at 12 o'clock. And he goes, no, no, I'm, I'm looking at it. We got 12. And oh. I go, okay. Pencil well, I'm pretty sure. Out. Coming up next. <laughs> I looked at the schedule that said 12 o'clock. I had to do something. He goes, no, nah, you're open. Oh. I go, okay. I mean, he's the one with the mini computer in front of him. He's looking at the schedule. Then the next day, uh, we get into LAX at uh, 1130. It's more crowded than I've ever seen LAX. Wow. I cannot figure it out. It's uh, Thursday nights, about 1130 at night, and it is as packed or more more packed than I've ever seen it. Were people coming back from spring, spring break? break was my thought. I have no idea. Okay. I have no, I have no, but no idea, but it was jam-packed. Got home, got home about 1 o'clock or 12.30, 1 o'clock, went to bed at 1, 1 1.30, blah, blah, blah. Got up the next morning, was looking at my schedule, 12 o'clock, I got an interview with blah, 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 blah. So I call Mike and I go, uh, hey, Mike, uh, when's Clint Black? Is it 12 o'clock. I go, well, I'm looking at my schedule and I'm booked on this news thing at uh, 12 o'clock. And he's like, yeah, yeah, that just came in. I go, no, Mike. (laughs) Mike, remember we remember we were in the car and I was telling like you, I know, thought. I know, we we was open and then and then we just got the email saying so. I go, Mike, I the schedule was delivered on Wednesday. You said on, yeah, I know, I just got the the email. The, the twelve o'clock one was late. Well, Chris, but, did it just pop up? <laughs> just now? Did, did did it just pop up then on on Friday morning? Oh, I didn't. I didn't even know about the Clint Black thing till I got in on Friday. Oh, perfect. Yeah. No, it was not. It, I. The set the schedule was set sent on Wednesday. I looked at it. It wouldn't have worked with Clint Black. The uh, the notion that there was a second schedule that right. was sent that had yeah. m- had noon wide open. Yeah. It's a weird yeah. way yeah. to send schedules. So so August and myself are on a big schedule that Matt Fondelier sends out every you know that has an Adam schedule for the day. August is definitely on the schedule and it was sent out. Yeah, before. it was sent out. Oh. Now, here's my whole thing. You have to decide. Would you like to keep arguing about this? <laughs> All right. You scoff. But it's the only real modality for correction. It seems like all you can do is keep arguing about this. But as long yeah, so resolution. I'm pretty tired at this point, and Clint Black has been, has been slotted in, and we're going to reshuffle mm-hmm. the other thing. So I can keep going down the road where everyone got the schedule right. on Wednesday, or I can keep walking right. at this point, and I choose to keep walking. But I, I, there is then no modality for correction for the next time if we're working under the auspices of this was a late-breaking mm-hmm. schedule yeah. that was sent that wasn't. No way to predict. Right. Do you guys have that? Do people know? Do the people who argue with you know that if if I can argue for like I can filibuster for like two rounds, the person's just going to go away shaking their head. They're not going to ever pull up stuff or right. send me stuff or do any of that. And by the way, if you do that with Mike, it still doesn't mean you're going to get to where you need to go. You might be back farther than you, you should started. be back farther. Yes, but but on the other side. I if if we could bottle and sell August confidence, yes. I would buy a pallet of it. Oh. He should be a speaker. He should be a motivational oh my speaker. god! If he's just he's like, oh really? Well, let me check. Or nope, it's good. I would love to have a little more of that in my personality. Right, because what he's selling to me is he's selling this. This is his offering. He says, "Let's do Clint Black Friday noon." I say, "I looked at the schedule." I think I'm booked There's Friday noon. 
He says, no, you're not. I say, check again, because I saw the schedule, and I'm booked for something else at Friday noon. Mm -hmm. Then he waits 24 hours, and he speaks to me and says, you were booked Friday at noon, but that was only on the later schedule. Right. Oh, that that was sent later. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't have known. How would I know? Yeah. Of course, it falls apart in the face of logic. <laughs> yes. All right. So uh, back that. from that odyssey, I'll tell you about uh, Tommy John. Not sure what to get for mom this Mother's Day. Tommy John's Ultra Soft Loungewear makes the perfect gift. While you're at it, get yourself a fresh pair of Tommy John underwear, too. What you got? Ooh, Navy. Right? Navy right now. And wow. the T-shirt. Dozens of comfort innovations. Breathable, lightweight, moisture-wicking fabric. Four times the stretch of competing brands. Once uh, you go with Tommy John, you're never going back. Tommy John doesn't have customers. They have converts, and that is true. You do not leave the house without your Tommy Johns. And, uh, of course, it's the best pair you'll ever wear, or it's free. Guaranteed, it is the best. It is Tommy John. Right, Dawson? Right now, get 20% off your first order at TommyJohn.com slash Adam. That's 20% off your first order of underwear and loungewear at TommyJohn.com slash Adam. TommyJohn.com slash Adam. See site for details. All right. We have um, the Rotten Tomatoes game to play. Mm -hmm. I have a half a review on Interstellar. Oh, I'm very curious. That's one of my favorite movies. Wait, half for you because you saw half? Yeah, I saw half. Oh, this is not good. Oh, wait a second. It's not like two different movies. Yeah, Yeah, it's two movies in one. And, uh, oh, God. What's the one that's nominated for the Academy Award now with potential female, potential girl? Oh, oh, oh uh, Promising Young Woman. Promising yeah. Young Woman. I saw that on, on the plane. I'm very curious. <laughs> Mike oh. doesn't have earbuds for the plane. Oh, God. So he just watched soundless movies. And <laughs> silent film? And Always. I'm, I'm dumber than him because I just watched his screen and I had <laughs> earbuds in my bag. But after three hours, I was like, fuck it. I'm, I'm going to find my earbuds and watch a movie like a regular person. The, the best is like I asked one time Mike was watching and I'm like, oh, how was it? like, dude, that movie sucks. Like he, was, he was able to like, give me a review on the movie. It didn't make any sense. Yeah. I love him so my much. dinner was Andre, my ass. <laughs> <laughs> the movie blows. God. Two dudes hanging out, chowing down. <sighs> All right, we'll take a. Uh, <laughs> the movie sucks. Deep cut. All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back. New Rotten Tomatoes right after this. Interstellar, real quick. Yes. Enjoyed the first half that I saw. Just kind of Sunny and I ran out of steam. Mm-hmm. I have a, a question movie. for you guys. Yeah. I've seen it many times. Me too. McConaughey with the jet black hair mm-hmm. started to bump on me, but there's two reasons. And one's a sort of aesthetic and then one's a philosophical mm. thing. You know, these guys are playing this kind of haggardy, dust bowly yeah. kind of whatever guys. 
the hair looks perfect. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, no, you got the kids and the old man and all the driving the pickup truck. Eh, a little gray a creeping little in around the temples at some point. But when guys swap hair color, mm-hmm. for me, it pulls – it's like a 555 number thing. It kind of pulls me out because yeah. I'm like, oh, why – McConaughey's hair isn't that color. And then I go, why did he choose that color? And then what what was the thought process or whatever? My only thought, and I can't remember specifically, but because you didn't see the second half of the movie, you're not going to (laughs) follow. But Gina. Yes. Maybe it was done to uh, to um, heighten the juxtaposition of the extreme age difference because mm. there's some black hole shit in the second half yeah. where like people right. age right. certain at certain right. different rates. That's yes, so I, think I think that Brian probably just answered that question because there's there's a lot of um, w- w- not time jumps, but like no kind. Well, I mean, for example, there's a great sequence where they go. You get the, the part where they go to a different planet, the the water mm-hmm. planet, oh. and they come back, and the other guys aged like fifty right. or yeah. twenty years. Mm-hmm. And, and that was a great sequence. And did you know, I saw this little, like, not, like, little director's cut thing about that, that every, like, minute there's a ticking sound in that to show, like, that an, uh, that three years has oh, gone really? by. Yeah, well, lots I'm of little in, nuggets in there. I'm enjoying it so it's far. It's great. Did you get to the part with, I would just say, the, the, the cameo from the actor who was not announced? No. Oh, I, I, I will enjoy okay. that. Yeah, you <laughs> will. I'm just off the water planet, I yeah. think. Yeah, okay. We'll okay. Enjoy. Yeah. All right. Sorry, Dawson. And Promising Young Woman. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Felt the it, it was it was good actually. As I was watching it, it kind of reminded me of my movie, The Hammer. Just kind of a small, lower budget, but moved along, same mm-hmm. length, same not a bunch of star power, mm-hmm. anything. I checked Rotten Tomatoes, and they're both mine was ninety with the audience. That one was eighty nine. It was sort of like it felt to me like the same size movie, but then it also felt like. Academy Award nomination no. doesn't feel like best film. Like the best same. films used to be films. You I know had what the I mean? exact same thought, which was good movie, undeniably good, possibly a very good movie. But when it was announced for best picture, I was like, really? I, I totally agree. Um, but was anyone else kind of bummed out by the ending? Yeah, the, the very end. Yeah, well, no, not the, the very, very end. end. Is cool, but the the the, pro, the preliminary yeah. ending that bummed me out. Yeah, it was held my interest, and I liked it. I felt like it scored a lot of style points because of the subject matter. Mm-hmm. I feel like a, that was like a subject, like a kind of revengey thing, and it felt good yeah. or satisfying. But it did not feel like best picture <laughs> no, material. To totally me. agree. But the other thing that I thought was really unique about this type of revenge story was it wasn't ever a violent revenge. It was a mind fuck revenge, like with the mm-hmm. you know Connie Britton or whatever. Like mm-hmm. I loved the nuance of the revenge. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we're, we're one week away from the Oscars. Yeah. So in honor of that, and as a bookend to last week's game involving movies named after songs, this week we're going to tackle movies that won the Oscar for best original song. Ooh. This is good because there's a wide range of quality. We begin with the story of a complicated man. He's a sex machine to all the chicks, and yet no one understands him but his woman. You know he'd risk his neck for his brother man. After all, he's the cat that won't cop out when there's danger all about. Can you dig it? Yeah. Richard Roundtree stars in this Oscar winner for best song in 71, yeah. mm-hmm. Shaft. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Isaac Hayes, right? Okay. Yeah. Sing um, the song. Um, what? Can you read the slug line, Gina? Yeah. The mob wanted Harlem back. They got Shaft up to here. All right. He's got a big dick. (laughs) (laughs) 
Now, this is one of those movies where you really have no idea what the movie was because the song yeah. just completely overshadowed like it. Like Superfly. Right. Like the song yeah. was forever and the movie's neither here nor there. Right. Shaft's right. his name. Shaft's his game. <laughs> How high was the guy who wrote that? Probably a diminutive Jewish <laughs> guy who wrote that. All right. Um, God, I, don't, I have no clue. I don't know where to start. I, I probably seen half this movie. These movies are so slow they're and they're kind of low yeah. budget and there's really nothing about them. They're not that good. Um, all right. But a song can influence a movie. I mean, if they really like it and it's a strong black man taking True. Harlem black back, I should say. Boy. All right. I have no uh, idea. You guys locked in. I guess. I said 57. Oh, I'm right there with you. Just Fresh at 61. I'll be got some pro- retroactive uh, positive. I said Just Fresh at 66. Shaft is certified fresh mm. at 88%. Oh, Audience but at 68. People. That's people who saw it based on, oh, Shaft is a classic. And it's like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, I think there's some affirmative action going on here. 88. Woo. All right. Back in the 1990s, Disney absolutely crushed the best song category year mm. after year. Under the Sea from The Little Mermaid, mm. Beauty and the Beast from mm. Beauty and the Beast, A Whole New World from Aladdin, Can You Feel the Love Tonight mm-hmm. from The Lion King, and You'll Be in My Heart from Tarzan, all took home statues. Actually, there's one more from that decade starring the vocal talents of Mel Gibson, though he didn't sing the song. Oh, yep. Pocahontas, yeah. Featuring the Oscar-winning track, Colors of the Wind from 1995. Pocahontas. Williams. Of all those songs, this is the <laughs> the least of them all. All right, so Pocahontas. What year is Pocahontas? 95. Mm. Have you ever seen a wolf cry Jeez. for the blue-corned moon? Or ask the grinning bobcat why he grins? Can you sing with all the voice color- colors of the mountain? Mm. Can you paint with all the colors of the wind. Now, how do you know all these lyrics? I, it's Disney. Okay. All right. Chris uh, was singing along with you. Chris <laughs> knows the words as well. Hey, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with a few tunes that people recognize yeah. from their youth? A yeah, nice I, ballad. I didn't know people knew that one. Oh, evidently they do. Yeah, everybody knows that. Is this a joke? <laughs> is this Vanessa Williams? Is that? She does the pop version. Oh, okay. This didn't sound like her. All right. Uh, where people weren't really woke. We didn't have to punish people for this for some reason. A cult, uh, you know, cultural appropriation or something. Or did no, we? This, no, 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 no. We didn't, we didn't have to do that. So everyone likes it and we could just sit back and enjoy it. And I haven't seen it. And I don't know if it's a classic. But it's Disney. So I say... 83. Oh, right there with him. 87. 87. I don't think, I mean, people liked it. I don't know if they loved it. I said 79. Pocahontas is rotten. <gasps> really? At 55%. Whoa! I am shocked. This is not a bad movie. Wow. In fact, it's quite woke for its time. Wow. And Shaft, 88, everybody. <laughs> what wow. a world I'm, we're living in. That's one of the most shocking <laughs> scores in this game. Wow. 
I never would have guessed Bacchanus was rotten. That's crazy. Were some of these later woke reviews? I wonder what they were at the but time. It, it we'll should never be the know. opposite. It's people taking the land from the Native Americans and yep. how wrong that was. It kind of Disneyfies it. Like, you know, well, of like, course they do. Yeah. It's Disney. We're now just sort of at the point where if you try to use Native American people mm. for blah, 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 then there, there's an issue. Okay. Mm-hmm. None of us are doing very well so far. <laughs> Well, it was technically Eminem who won the first best oh. song Oscar for a rap song yeah. back in 2002. This. No, this is three six. Months. I know, but the one we remember came out three years later. Yeah. It's a song that tells you everything you need to know about the struggles of love, right in the title. It's hard out here for a pimp. Of course, the song is prominently featured in this film about a hustler who hopes to transform his criminal life into a record deal. Terrence Howard and Anthony Anderson lead the cast of 2005's. Hustle and flow. Can I tell you why I'm so angry that Three Six Mafia won that year? Because they were up against Dolly Parton, who did Traveling Through for Trans America. And that song is so incredible. It still gives me chills. And Three Six Mafia took the Oscar from Dolly Parton mm. before everybody loved Dolly Parton again. Hate crime. Yeah. All right. Well, this is a great song. Audience, <laughs> the critics had to like movies like this, right? Okay. Made uh, uh, what's his face a star, Terrence Howard. Yeah, where's he been? Mm-hmm. I heard it's hard to work with. Ah, well, he was in the first Avengers movie, uh, and not the Iron second, Man, and not anymore. Interesting. He was so weird in the. Was he in the first Iron he was Man? In Iron Man, yeah. The he first was, one, yeah. He was his. He was weirdly him. low energy and weird. Like I just thought that's a weird casting call. Like it, it's, 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 it's weird. I shouldn't keep saying weird, but like. What you don't want in a movie is when, like, somebody pops up and in the middle of the movie you're going, why did they cast him for that? Yeah. That was my, um, that was my uh, Tarantino popping up in uh, Pulp, Fiction. Pulp Fiction. I was like, who is this guy? Why is he in <laughs> this movie? He's not a very good actor. Oh, that makes sense. This guy's not good. <laughs> right. I mean, Jimmy and I saw a sneak preview of Pulp Fiction and we walked out of the mini movie theater on Sunset and we're like, I love everything about it. Who was that guy who played the guy who had the house in Van Nuys? Why was he? Every single person is the greatest actor yep. in the yep. world in this movie. And that guy. Who was that guy? Yep. And all right, he, he, you're it. allowed to do it, but okay. So, no. all right. Uh, the critics had to love this. I don't think I saw it, but they feel like yeah, they right. had to love it. Would you? It's good, Gina. I'm locked in. All right, I'm gonna say eighty-eight. My pen's running out of ink, but that's an eighty-three. Eighty-three. I stuck with my Pocahontas guess and stayed with seventy-nine. Hustle and flow is certified fresh Jesus. at eighty-two. Oh, okay. okay, needed that across the board. Eighty-two. Mm-hmm. The bad news that we're all aware of is that Top Gun Maverick has been pushed back again to oh. November. Mm. Mm. But the good news is you can still watch the original and enjoy it in all its glory. Back in 1986, the film was nominated for Best Editing, Best Sound Editing, oh. Best Sound Mixing. But a- the only statue the film took home was for Best Original De- Song. Definitive tool to Take <laughs> My Breath Away by Berlin. Mm. Fucking slap. Wait, they didn't win sound editing for Top, Top Gun? Tom Cruise, oh really? Val Kilmer, and Kelly McGillis star. Platoon. Mm. 1986's Top Gun. All right. Well, let's see. Like we love it, but yeah, what could it really get? 
I, this is very rah rah America. That's that's that's, and it's not a great. I mean, it's <laughs> this it's is a the fun Reagan eighties though. This is eighty six. Yeah, playing with the boys. Fucking All right, let's see. I don't know. I don't know either. It's it's weird when these perennial all stars aren't really all stars. I mean, they're they're perennial all stars, but they're, they're not critical all stars. Yeah. But we but everyone loves them because you know what? It's it's basically it's like a sloppy Joe. Or, or you know, mac and cheese or something right. like. No Michelin rated right. chef is going to call it good, but it's good. It's comfort food, right. you know. You can't elevate Top Gun, right? All right. Is it even fresh? Okay. That would be heartbreaking. I'm going to say just fresh at sixty six. I went just rotten <gasps> at forty nine. Ooh. I have high hopes. Seventy two. Mm. Top Gun. Is rotten. Yes. At 56. Come on. All right. And uh, Aliens beat Top Gun for Okay. You know what? Justified. Yeah. Justified. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. People have it at 83. Wow. Crowd pleaser. Yeah. And just when you thought you couldn't find a more iconic movie song from the 80s, just one year after Top Gun, Patrick Swayze and Jennifer Grey burned up the dance floor to a song that's been played virtually at every wedding ever since. You know, week after week, when we work on the Rotten Tomatoes game, our hope is that by the end, you say to yourself, I've had the time of my life. Well, did you? From 1987, Dirty Dancing. God's right in my wheelhouse. I sort of decided I didn't need to see this. I finally saw it like maybe two years ago. I, I hated it. It's so good. It so it's much. so good. It's so a coming of age story that you can't tell if it's in the 50s or the 80s. It's, so it's perfect. All right. Well, Brian has a lead. <laughs> do I? I think you do. Or maybe Gina does. Pretty, definitely I not. I, I don't normally pay attention. Thank scores. you. But Brian, I think, has a lead. I think uh, now this is perfect because uh, there's a world to my right where this is a 81 <laughs> through 84. Classic. And there's Absolutely. a world to my left where this is a mid 40s. Yeah. And I'm going. I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking about the theme. Young Jewish what do you girl. know from the theme? Uh uh, I know Jennifer Grey had the hots for me when she came in and uh, did Love Line. That's a, million a big years ago. deal. There were there were probably three or four actresses that uh, made their intentions clear. I feel like <laughs> she was she was one of them from from back Damn. in the day. Just a few. Let's see. Okay, All right, hold on. Every pen here is dead. I'm gonna say you you okay, I'm, Brian? I'm locked in. I am. All right. I feel like I have to get this dead nuts on otherwise it's not going to work with a 74 oh boy this is where we separate the men from the boys i played this game long enough to know when adam corolla throws out a score you go with that score mid 40s 47 wow well i still haven't learned my lesson because i would give it an 84 but i got a little gun shy i know not everyone loves it as much as i do 69 we have a five point deduction get out of here Dirty Dancing Please. is fresh. Damn it. At 69. Yeah! No. And look at the people. 90%. Oh, Gina may have stolen no. Oh, that feels great. Oh, mm. Hurtful. Hurtful. <laughs> mm. Turnabout is fair play, my friend. Indeed. Gina Grad, congratulations on making the podium mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. 
Bald Brian, is this a joke? <laughs> Coming in with a score of... Be ugly. 89. Ooh, five. Certified fresh. Yeah. <laughs> Adam Carolla. Edging the bald one out with a score of 80. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And putting Brian... And that coveted third place position, Gina Grad takes the win with a score of 60. Thank you. Wow. It's been a while. Is this a joke? (laughs) All right. Well, uh, I'll tell you, Crank Anchors is returning. I'll tell you about that in a second. And we'll do the news in a second. First, I'll tell you about Signal Wire, powering the future of remote business communications. A major TV studio recently needed remote actors to re-record and uh, dub their lines. They use signal wires, low latency audio and video tech with virtually no sound or video lag. Signal wires design mimics the in-office experience, offering quick, informal, unscheduled interactions that are critical to employee productivity and solidifying company culture. It's an amazing, amazing technology. I was on the phone with 15 of these guys at a certain point for like half hour, we would go to different rooms and open up different rooms. Talk about remote business possibilities. Smart businesses use SignalWire to future-proof their businesses. Sign up before April 30th at SignalWire.com with the code ADAM, and they'll buy lunch for your first team meeting. Go to SignalWire.com for terms and conditions. That's SignalWire.com. Use the code Adams, amazing technology, and uh, get the lunch. SignalWire.com. All right, let's see. Crank Yankers is coming back. Did you say it was May 5th? Yeah, that's, what, that the, the, uh, that's what the promo said. Yeah. Date on uh, Comedy Central. Uh, of course, Kimmel's doing it. I'm doing it. Tracy Morgan. Melissa Villasenor. Oh, God, I bet she's amazing. I love her. I'm a fan of her. How many insane accents and impressions did she do? I wasn't in on her recording session, so I'm going to have to uh, get back to you on that one. Can I tell you one that I've heard her do that I would never have thought for someone to do, but she kills it? Lily Tomlin. She's an incredible Lily oh, Tomlin. Oh, yeah. She's, she's quietly, insanely talented, yes. but sort of in a low-key yes. package. Yeah. Uh, Anna Murphy from uh, Schitt's Creek is oh, nice. uh, involved. Neilan. Punky Johnson from SNL. Uh, and then the, your Tiffany Haddishes and your Natasha Legeros and your Bobby Moynihan's and your uh, Kyle Dunnigan's and Chelsea Peretti and uh, lots, uh, lots of big names. So uh, that's coming soon. All right. Let's take ourselves a quick break. We'll come back and do the news right after this. <laughs> 